Want to create a website in just an hour or less? How about a fully responsive and designed website for you in just about five minutes? Well, I'm here to tell you that that's not impossible, but it's totally possible with the team over at Gambix. Gambix uses state-of-the-art artificial intelligence and machine learning to build websites in just minutes. Yes, just minutes. And that's not all. They can also help you outrank your foes and, of course, obliterate the competition through their advanced SEO and e-commerce platform. Make sure to take advantage of that because they not only have advanced analytics that's going to help you see where you need to improve and also see what your competitors are doing, but it also helps that their prices are very, very good as well. So check out Gambix at gambixit.com. And if you need a website, an app, digital marketing, or even business consulting, they're there for you. What's up, Panther Nation? It's Carolina Dave. It's the Panther Guru. It's the Prowl Report. Welcome to a new episode. What's going on, everybody? We got a fun episode for you guys. Absolutely. Let's go ahead and dive right into it. Carolina Dave has two, not one, but two trade-up scenarios for the Carolina Panthers. Let's hear them. Yeah, for sure. And this is obviously... uh focused on the first round of the NFL draft, these two uh, scenarios. This is the Panthers obviously reaching for – okay, not reaching, but go, moving up in the draft for Zach Wilson or Justin Fields. And in these two specific scenarios, I'll uh, give what they have to get up and which team they trade for. Uh, I think the only two options for the Panthers to get one of those two guys is at number two or at number three. Um, number one, I don't think you're going to be able to get that number one pick from Jacksonville. They're not going to let it go. And then at a pick like number four, why would the Falcons uh, do a trade with us to try to help us out? So my the first option would be uh, we'll just start with the New York Jets at number two. Uh, you're going to have to give up a lot because they could obviously use that pick for a quarterback. I would say that for the Panthers to uh, give this – get this pick they would have to give up this year's first next year's first and this year's second to move up and that's a lot uh to move up to get a a quarterback that is not even proven um so i'll just ask you what's your uh reaction to that i think that um that's interesting however um Trading up for somebody like Zach Wilson wouldn't be the worst-case scenario that I've ever seen. However, it is a very risky move, like you said, because he's unproven. And um, I think that this fan base that's so hungry to see the completion of this rebuild and uh, owner and Dave Tepper that's showing a little bit of impatience would uh, <coughs> excuse me, have some problems with any struggles if they lingered on past a certain duration time. I think that it's playoffs or bust for this team next year, um, or at least playoffs or a lot of pressure for this team come next year. And that's why they're, they're hot on the heels of uh, the Deshaun Watson situation. I don't think it's a bad idea to trade up for a quarterback like Zach Wilson if you feel like he's the quarterback of the future. 
I personally do like Zach Wilson, and I really want to go and grab him before um, the Falcons can get their hands on him. And I know now, Panthers fans, you need to, uh, uh, you know, I know that's a lot to give up, and you, but you're going to have to for the number two overall pick. If you don't, if you didn't earn that pick, you're going to give give up a lot to get it. And also keep in mind, you're really only giving up next year's first and this year's second in this trade that I've outlined because you're, you know, swapping the number eight pick for the number two this year. So you're only losing two picks in this trade. We'll move on to my number number three pick. This would be a trade for uh, Justin Fields, in my uh, opinion. Um, Miami might be a little bit more uh, eager to play ball because they have uh, a quarterback that they're probably at least going to keep. You know, two of they might. I I wouldn't think they would trade him this off season, but. Uh, Given that, I think they have to at least, you know, give him a full season to evaluate him. So, with that being said, I think that a trade to the Miami Dolphins uh, would outline as this. The Carolina Panthers sending the number eight pick to uh, to um, Miami, the number 39 pick to Miami of this year's draft, and then a next year's second or third round pick to the Miami Dolphins in return for the number three overall pick in this year's NFL draft. Yeah, I can definitely see that happening. Um, Miami would be more willing to play ball because they already have a younger option in Tua that they actually just drafted last year. So it would be foolish for them not to see what they could get out of Tua. But they also know that there's some quarterback-hungry teams like the Carolina Panthers and several other teams that would be willing to trade up and make that trade. So I think that they they might um, – find it a bit intriguing to see if they can go ahead and uh, snag a guy, maybe if they need help on the offensive line or definitely look at them to target the wide receiver position and let them move back down in the draft to see if they can grab another really top rated wide receiver while also stockpiling draft picks. Yes, they could definitely grab their number one wide receiver might still be there at number eight. I know in a lot of mock drafts, they have them taking a, a wide receiver at number three, but I think that they, that that same pick could still be there at number eight if they, choose to make a deal with the uh, Carolina Panthers. And like I said, just keep in mind, guys, that uh, you're not giving up as much as you think you are. Um, in a trade for Deshaun Watson, obviously, you are giving up that number number eight overall pick and only re- and receiving him. But in this pick, in this in these draft, uh, draft uh, trade scenarios, you're just swapping your first rounder and then giving up two extra picks, which is a lot to uh, take in when it comes to you know, quarterbacks that we don't know we don't know if they're going to work or not. But um, that's just the aggressive nature that our uh, franchise front office is putting out, it seems like, to the fan base. It seems like they're uh, very quarterback hungry. Um, and speaking of uh, teams that are quarterback hungry, like the Carolina uh, Panthers, it seems that there's been some rumors uh, going around that some teams have been um, – calling for the services of one Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, teams like the 49ers, which have been confirmed to call about Teddy Bridgewater, I've heard uh, the Steelers have also been rumored to have called about Teddy Bridgewater, but the uh, talks haven't got too far. Um, Mr. Guru, what does that tell you? Um, I had actually tweeted out uh, to the Panther <clears throat> fan base, and a couple of people were like, oh, my gosh, here goes the Guru again. 
you know, uh, waving his magic wand and, and, and trying to predict the future. Um, however, like I said on the Prowl Report, we're really connected in the NFL ecosystem. And as the podcast has been growing and has been rapidly growing over the last year, we've made a lot of really key connections. Of course, it wasn't me breaking news, but it was me saying that, of course, just like you just reported, Dave, that we've already heard before we even got a chance to record this podcast, we had already heard that several teams were calling interested to see what the Panthers would possibly uh, accept as a trade offer for Teddy Bridgewater. Some were rumors. Some were actual teams actually that got on the phone and actually did give the Panthers a call. I think, honestly, the Panthers are definitely trying to get rid of Teddy Bridgewater as long as the price is right and as long as they can find a way to make the situation work for them. I think Teddy Bridgewater is definitely on the trading block. I mean, they're not going to put him out there and say, okay, he's on the trading block, but behind closed doors and with the whole unfollowing and everything like that on social media, we all know it. Teams have been calling. They're going to move him if they can move him. Yeah. And um, I would think that obviously San Francisco and Pittsburgh are trying to uh, call and make an offer to him as a as a backup uh, quarterback. Uh, we don't know, obviously, the situation with Big Ben, but he wants to be back, and it seems like he'll t- he'll take a, a a cut in pay to to achieve that with Pittsburgh. So they might be, you know, trying to get a quarterback that that can get them a few games, similar to like he did in New Orleans. He's proved that he can do that, which is smart for a team that's trying to make a run at the Super Bowl, which is uh, Pittsburgh and uh, San Francisco, they're not being they're not being quiet about that. They have the they have the capability to do so. Um, I think since they didn't take the offers, that they're probably going to try to bundle him in the Deshaun Watson trade to uh, offload his offload his salary. Uh, you know, to to the Texans, uh, feature him in a package just to try to sweeten the pot a little bit. Um, that's what I think. And maybe if that doesn't happen, they could they could call the teams back and see. But there, there's a real possibility that he ends up either in San Francisco, Pittsburgh, or even a team like New Orleans. You know, they don't know what they're going to do uh, with with their quarterback situation. Do they feel confident in Jameis Winston or Taysom Hill? We don't know. But Teddy could be on his way out. I mean, we we've been thinking that for a while. Uh, just based on based on talks with uh, other teams and other uh, media members and even the Panthers themselves. So we'll see we'll see what happens. But um, let's kind of shift our focus to the NFC South and uh, something that we haven't done in a long time. Let's give our uh, post Super Bowl, uh, pre free agency, pre draft power rankings. Where do you see the NFC uh, South teams? placing right now you know with one through four um honestly uh i would look at it like this on and this is like an honest ranking i have tampa bay at number one as a president and this is based on how things presently stand um mm-hmm. with the moves that have already been made up until this point saying that all these teams went into the season with the rosters that they presently have in place um and from this point the moves that they made at this point Tampa Bay at number one, New Orleans still at number two, 
Carolina Panthers at number three, and I still have the, the Falcons being the worst team in the division. So that's interesting. That's interesting to me. Uh, obviously, you're not going to get any, um, uh, you know, backlash from me for picking Tampa Bay number one because why would you not? Um, it will be interesting to see how they navigate that cap that they have, though, with uh, with some free agents that they have. You know, Levante David and uh, wide receiver Chris Godwin specifically. That could be uh, some some key players that they might. Uh, miss out on they could find a way to make it work but the only thing that I would change would be I would actually put the Carolina Panthers in front of the New Orleans Saints just because of the disaster that they have in cap space uh, number one for me would be the Tampa Bay Buccaneers number two would be the Carolina Panthers number three would be the New, or- New Orleans Saints and number four uh, would be the Atlanta Falcons with a, n- a new coaching staff um, aging players uh, it just seems like they're trying to get towards the end of either either one make a run for it, which I don't know. Even with their roster makeup they have now, I don't see that happening. Or you know maybe even start the process of a of the rebuild now. So uh, the gurus list was number uh, number one, the Bucks number two, the Saints number three, the Panthers number four, the Falcons. Uh, my list, Carolina Dave's list was. Number one, the Bucks. Number two, the Panthers. Number three, the Saints. And number four, the the Falcons. Um, fairly similar. We'll see how many teams from the South get to the playoffs. Obviously, you got to pick the Bucks to be the division winner. I, and I'm piggybacking off what you said earlier. I I definitely think this is a playoff uh, playoff or bust season for the the Panthers. Just the sense of urgency that they have in that that uh, front office. Um, it's crazy. So let us know what you think. You know, send us some messages, tag us on some posts. What's your four, your top four uh, NFC South teams? What, what order do you have them stacked up in before the draft, before free agency? Obviously, these things are going to change. We'll we'll do another power rankings after after the draft, and even give some draft grades out on on teams uh, from the NFC South. But uh, Let's go ahead and move on to our uh, to our social media part of the show where we see what's uh, trending on Twitter. Before we do that, I actually you know Jets, and this is just some news about the New York Jets. Um, <clears throat> the New York Jets are apparently keeping their phone lines open. In, in, in terms of Sam Darnold. So now they've actually made it official publicly that they are looking to shop around Sam Darnold. Some Panthers fans have been talking about whether Sam Darnold will be a fit here in Carolina, being under that uh, he's a top-rated pick, excellent at USC, um, and that he was just in a horrible organization like the Jets. Uh, and can he have a Roby Anderson type of effect in that he comes to Carolina and he puts up big numbers? Some people have thrown that out there. I don't believe that's the case. I definitely believe that we are – We everybody knows that we're a way better ran organization than the Jets. I do believe that Sam Darnold would definitely have success with the Carolina Panthers. I just don't believe that he's the ideal target for this Panthers organization that they're probably thinking of. Internally. Yeah, that's uh, – and something else that, uh, that you got to think about with Sam Darnold, I think this is his last year under his rookie contract, so you might have to sign him long term. You just take a gamble on him. You don't know. Um, I would at least pick up the phone. If you 
I mean, I would think they've done some due diligence on Sam Darnold already, as, as quarterback crazy as they are. Um, as far as trade packages for him, you might have to – if you want to offload the Teddy Bridgewater contract and have Sam Darnold, you might have to say, uh, you know, here's Teddy Bridgewater and one of our picks for, say, a fourth-round pick for us, Sam Darnold, and a third-round pick from them. You got to sweeten the pot because Teddy Bridgewater is a better quarterback than Sam Darnold for sure. And they would they would then have the opportunity. That tells me they're going to pick Zach Wilson or Justin Fields, whoever they have. So they're going quarterback for sure. Um, the writing's on the wall now. You heard it from the guru, the the breaking news that the Jets are entertaining trade offers. So with so that tells me that they're going quarterback in the draft. So that might even bump the trade package that I had mentioned earlier up a little bit. But um, if the Panthers bring him in. Uh, I would like to see Teddy Bridgewater be part of that deal. And then um, us get some, get, get a better, better pick out of, out of that as well. You can't just trade up straight up Teddy Bridgewater for Sam Donald. I don't think that's a good idea. No, I definitely agree with you on that one. Um, and we will just leave it at that. Uh, we open all discussions further to dive into this topic on our Twitter page, or you can even DM us on Instagram and we'll talk about it as well. Let's move For on sure. to the trends. And um, yeah, one thing that bef- uh, some news uh, that's been on social media lately is Russell Wilson, uh, you know, picking the four teams that he would entertain a trade to. Uh, the Saints is a huge one uh, that obviously dir- that uh, directly affects us. I just don't know how that would happen with his massive contract. And when I, it's, it's massive in the fact that what kind of salary cap um, turmoil they're already in. So I guess you can make it work. You can always make it work, I believe. But I think they'd have a really, really hard time making Russell Wilson become a New Orleans Saints just from the salary cap standpoint. What's your thoughts on that? Honestly, when I heard the the possibility um, about this, I was like, geez, um, I don't want to see this happen. But then I thought about like how you're thinking about it. I'm like, how could this happen? He has so much um, – so much uh, numbers when it comes to cap room. I mean, cap uh, hit. It would possibly be like a contract that's upwards of 35 or even more million dollars. And looking at the Saints' present situation, they're so far over the cap that I can't see them even being able to financially make this move unless you think that um, some, and this is from another sport, you know, with FIFA, you think some unfair Mm -hmm. practices are going on. I couldn't see them even being able to make this move. They'd have to cut like half their roster, even though, of course, I believe that they probably would cut half their roster just to have, um, to have Russell Wilson. I just don't think it's feasible. I don't. Then uh, another thing that uh, that I put out and got some, um, you know, comments and some interaction with uh, what current. 
Panther player do you expect to have an improved season coming up? Uh, that could be, uh, you know, like a a massive – one one name that comes to my mind right off the bat, I was thinking about this driving down the road and then I'll put it on there because I'm always thinking about the Carolina Panthers or the North Carolina Tar Heels. Um, one guy that I've been high on is uh, Jermaine Carter, Jr. I think if he gets a fair fair shot at middle linebacker, I think that he could improve on uh, a pretty successful tail end of the season this season. Um, and then another guy would be uh, Justin Burris. He, he, he fought some injuries, but uh, I think with the Carolina Panthers cutting Trey Boston, uh, he really needs to step up and – We'll see what they do with the other safety position. Maybe they maybe they don't give him such a good pairing, and that could br- uh, bring his level of play down. But I think those two would be some underrated guys. I mean, you could easily say, you know, obviously Christian McCaffrey would be one because he didn't play hardly at all. Or you could say Brian Burns could continue to build on his, um, you know, defensive player of the year type season next season. But uh, those are some good picks. What? what uh, who's some guys that you that come to mind right off the top of your head, Mr. Guru? I mean, I would love to see somebody that's maybe undiscovered to try and uh, break out. But honestly, I just think that next season will be a big season for Derrick Brown. I think Derrick Brown becomes a Pro Bowler next season. I think he becomes what we were hoping that he would always become when we drafted him and that he fills in for K.K. Short and then puts up the K.K. Short type of Fletcher Cox numbers that we've been hoping to see. I think it's a huge season for Derrick Brown, just knowing how he works and what he'll be doing to prepare in the offseason and having a full camp. Man, can you imagine those rookies getting a full camp that they even get the luxury of having this year? And I'm talking about um, not just training camp, but also mini camp, uh, OTAs, everything like that. Derrick Brown's uh, take us next step in being a – I love that pick NFL. by the by the guru. Um, he definitely turned it on towards the end of the season. Uh, he kind of came into like what you would expect a midseason form, which is not bad considering you didn't have a regular, you know, a regular off season. So I, I like that. Uh, he he was very quiet in in uh, media coverage, but if you look at his stats, they were great. So yeah, look for Derek Brown to improve a lot and be an anchor in the middle of our uh, front front line defense. So uh, the last thing, and we're going to end it with this, um, we haven't really talked much to Sean Watson. <laughs> and I know Panther fans, we're getting, we're getting tired of talking about it. We want something just to happen. Even some fans are like, Carolina Dave, at this point, I just want something to happen so we can move on. Maybe he goes to the Jets. Maybe he goes to the Dolphins. I just need something to happen so we can move forward as a franchise. And I totally understand that uh, mind of thinking. But um, – it's been put out that uh, Dave Tepper and the uh, Panthers organization are going to be ag- extremely aggressive and even sweeten the pot for Deshaun Watson. Um, it seems like they're going to stop at nothing to try to do everything on their end. To If it doesn't happen, they're like, okay, it wasn't a lack of effort. Are you scared, uh, Mr. Guru, that they might end up – given up too much to the Houston Texans that it sets us back? No. Um, I'm not really worried about that because a franchise quarterback that's transformative may not be coming out 
I mean, it's hard to choose. I mean, it's hard to be able to tell who's going to be this transformative quarterback. You know, we drafted Cam Newton, mm-hmm. and he took us to a Super Bowl, one league MVP. Now he's no longer on our team. Okay. Seahawks drafted Russell Wilson. Nobody knew Russell Wilson was going to be the Russell Wilson that we knew. The Falcons drafted Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan got them to the Super Bowl. People didn't have that high of a ceiling for Matt Ryan coming out of Boston College. It's really interesting uh, when you have a guy like Deshaun Watson that's available on the market that you already know can get you to a Super Bowl. It's like at that point, isn't it worth it to just try and go ahead and give up Christian McCaffrey a first-round pick, next year's first-round pick, Teddy Bridgewater? I don't know if that's a suitable package for the Texans, but if they were to accept the package like that, yeah, I would do it. Number one, because you can get a decent running back. They will never be Christian McCaffrey. We know that. They probably will not be another Christian McCaffrey at the running back position in the next three drafts because he's a once-in-a-generational talent. Christian McCaffrey is way better than any running back in the NFL. He's better than Ezekiel Elliott. He's better than Dalvin Cook. And those guys are phenomenal. So so that just shows you his level. But I do believe that you can get at least a Raheem Mostert or Mm -hmm. even um, a Ronald Jones. Mm -hmm. In the third, fourth round, right, and that's um, good enough to win a Super Bowl. The only Bowl. thing about that is, I'm scared that uh, that the Texans might not be interested enough <clears throat> in Christian McCaffrey. Uh, you know, their new GM comes from New, new England, where they don't pay players uh, a lot of money, and Christian McCaffrey has a hefty contract for a running back. Um, a trade package that kind of scares me. You know, they it's been rumored that they want defensive uh, starters. I could not. Uh, I could not give up uh, the pairing of, you know, say any combination of these three athletes, uh, Derek Brown, Brian Burns, or Jeremy Chin, any two out of three of those guys, they want that and multiple first-round picks. I could, I don't think I could do that, um, especially if it's three three first-rounders and two of those guys. We can speculate on, on draft picks, but uh, nonetheless, it's, it's uh, Panthers fans, we know that Dave Tepper – is quarterback hungry, and he's going to um, strive to get Deshaun Watson or another franchise quarterback as soon as possible. So definitely be looking out that look, be looking out for that. We understand. We're frustrated too. We we want something to happen. We understand. Um, but this is going to be a blockbuster trade, no matter what. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. But that's all we have today on this episode. Definitely, definitely look us up on Instagram and Twitter at The Prowl Report. I love the interaction you guys have been having with us on both Instagram and Twitter. Tune in to our podcast uh, as March Madness is starting to begin. Uh, All things North Carolina Tar Heels, you can find that at OH underscore heel underscore yeah on Instagram and Twitter. Mr. Guru, tell them your social media. Absolutely. Follow me on Twitter at PantherGuru1 and definitely make sure to tune into our Hoops podcast because March Madness is starting up. And man, oh man, do we have some great insights for you on that show. Always, always. You can find me on Twitter at CarolinaDaveNC. Panther fans, we love you. Uh, Let's get through this offseason. We'll see uh, what happens. But as always, we're going to do what we always do. We're going to stay tuned and we're going to keep pounding.